Welcome to Why Should I Care, where I, Shashir Pandey, look to help young people find and follow their dreams while reminding older people that they used to dream too. Hey everybody, really excited for episode 15. Ben Strasser is on the line. He's the founder of the Millennial Network Group and Kickback. So I'll let him get started with a little introduction. My name is Ben Strasser. I'm co-founder of the Millennial Network Group. Um, co-founder of Kickback and also graphic designer with a, a local design firm in Brantford, Ontario called Octopus Red. Oh, nice. I, did, I didn't know that you did graphic design. That's really cool. Yeah, so that's actually what I, when I went to uh, post-secondary school, I went to school for uh, 3D multimedia animation and design. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was into, uh, like into 3d modeling for video games and movies and television. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where that's, that's where I started about, that was in 2011 that I graduated from there. Um, and mm-hmm. then I had some, I had some work after that in the field. Um, but I found yeah. a lot of it was like contract to contract work. Um, yeah. so I ended up working for my grandfather in that time in the refrigeration industry. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, transitioned into the sales. And then last summer, um, last summer I got the opportunity. I was approached by um, Octopus Red to see if they uh, would like me to to join their team and work with them. So that kind of allowed me to um, leave my my job and the refrigeration job and start on with them and really focus on uh, the network group and uh, the community opportunities that we were working on with the group. And the reason that the graphic design really intrigued me was because I currently work as the director of marketing at a startup in oh, awesome. London. Yeah, so similar sort of career trajectories. Well, I wouldn't say trajectories, but endpoints, or I hesitate to say endpoints too, because I don't know if I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life either. I don't right. think I'll bring it back because. You- your chronological history in terms of your career, but I want to take it back even further than than you where you started there. Um, okay, back to when you were like ten years old. So that's about grade five. When someone asked you, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" What would your response have been at around that age? Um, I think around that age, I feel like I wanted to be something to do with animals. I loved animals. So I don't know if that mm-hmm. would be like to become a vet or something along those lines, but that would be, uh, I think that is, that is where I was at at that point. But the funny thing is and my mom reminded me of this about six months ago is around that time too. I always talked about wanting to have a club, wanting That's to have a, a club, uh, wanting to have a club and wanting to get people together and friends together and just do things and just, just bring people together in that way. And I wanted to have, have a group of people come together. So I wanted a club. So it's really interesting to see how that translates to now having, having the, the millennial network. Having group and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. It's mm. funny. Um, you're not the first person to say vet or something yeah. related to animals. Um, yeah. Ramji talked about that in her episode. It's actually my most popular episode, like by far. Like she's like <laughs> double the amount of people, <laughs> the amount of listens compared to the rest of it. People who look back at the thing that they they wanted to do before, and it like 
is very congruent with what they're doing now, even if it's <laughs> not in the way that you would think, right? So, mm-hmm. for example, in the past, there was uh, there's an artist I interviewed him named Hassan Qureshi. He really, really loved Tarzan, and for some reason, Tarzan was very specific because he liked the freedom of the motion that of swinging through the vines. Yeah. So now all of his artwork is purely like he is very, very strict about having freedom of motion. So he won't do straight lines. He won't do angular stuff. All of his stuff is very fluid motion from his hand and, and curvy and, and uh, yeah, that same sort of feel of Tarzan swinging through the vines. So we've had some really interesting parallels between childhood and, and now. Hmm. So that's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool that you're, that you wanted to have a club when, when you were. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When did it change wanting to work with animals to something else? I think that'd probably be in in grade eight. I had a really good teacher that um, focused a lot on using your hands and building things in art. And we did a lot of projects. Like I remember making CD mousetrap racing vehicles and like building towers. And then we'd come in some days and there'd be a huge, huge chalk mural on the wall and we'd have to duplicate it. And just every single week there was something new like that that really in, it was meant to encourage um, creativity. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it was probably around grade eight. And then all through high school was something where I took art classes and communications classes and worked on like year end video and just had all sorts of projects like that, that really inspired me to, to dive into the creative industry. Yeah. Okay. So from grade eight until now, that sort of carried all the way through, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'd say. And then I think I got away from that for a couple of years. Um, once I, like, probably about a year and a half after I graduated, um, mm-hmm. when I went full time into the refrigeration industry. Yeah. Um, and then I was doing that. And then it kind of got back. Once we started the group, I started to do some um, design for, for the group itself. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of when I met uh, Lucas and Laura from Octopus Red, um, mm-hmm. who they did some of our design work as well and designed our logo. Um, yeah. And then I kind of, I took those, all of those pieces and turned them into new content, whether it's, they would do a poster and then I would turn it into brochures and postcards and rack cards and all of that kind of stuff or Facebook posts. Yeah. And then that's when they kind of took notice of what I was doing and then asked me to, uh, if I'd be willing to come on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. It's funny how that works, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, after after school, I did do some work for uh, for CBC and Global, um, and I worked on some NASCAR ads, and I worked for on uh, the video game Bioshock Infinite. Nice, yeah, yeah. So, so that was really that was a lot of fun to do. That was some late nights because I was working for a company that was in actually based out of Malaysia. Uh, so it was a oh, full okay. full full uh, twelve hours. It was Kuala Lumpur. And it was like a full 12 hour difference. So when they were midday, I had to kind of shift to their hours, which was a really interesting experience. Yeah, you were probably, you were basically on night shifts. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 
in terms of working in the refrigeration industry with your with your grandfather yep how did you feel about working in that industry while you were there um while i was there i you know what i i did enjoy it yeah i enjoyed doing it i enjoyed um a lot of the people that i worked with were people that i had knew i'd known through my grandfather as well from before so i had a lot of really good relationships to start with so it was fun because of the relationships that i had and the relationships that i built Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say necessarily that the refrigeration intrigued me or was enjoyable, but the having those relationships to work with those people and then at the same time be able to organize and create new ways of doing things for the industry um, mm -hmm. and creating some different sales tools and different um, um, different things like that was something that I really enjoyed. Yeah. So I guess you you kind of leveraged the creativity that you were inherently had and and just made the best of that situation because <laughs> refrigeration probably to someone with with your artistic talent probably didn't seem like the most thrilling thing in the world but yeah yeah it's, it's great when you have good people around you and you make the best of what's what's going on yeah and i, I kind of chuckled there because i had never really looked at it in that way um but so like because before i had said that there was a, a brief time where i didn't really use that but with what you just said, looking back now, I, I guess I really did. Yeah. Uh, it's it's <laughs> funny how that shows in anything that you do. Uh, and, and I'm sure it's showing through with MNG and with Kickback as well. Mm -hmm. um, did you do a lot of training for that? Uh, for, for Kickback? Uh, both, Kickback and MNG. Uh, so for kickback, uh, I did all of the all of the branding for that, and mm -hmm. then um, another gentleman, Aiden Grummet, um, kind of assisted with the idea and then with the uh, preparation for it as well. Mm -hmm. um, which that was a, such a phenomenal experience, and I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, then with I'm the branding back. of, um, and then the, uh, the with the group, the brand itself. Like the logo was designed by Octopus Red with uh, Lucas Duguid, um, but the brand the brand itself was built by um, myself and Matt Manon and Matt Joniak and Bernie Martin and Ben Howard and mm -hmm. Tiff as well and and then all of the members too kind of helped us uh, and also we we owe a large part of our growth to all of the amazing. Um, chapter leaders, the chapter presidents that we have um, that are actually mm -hmm. on the ground in all of the different cities, um, creating those conversations with all of the awesome young professionals um, in all of the communities that we are enabled to be in and that are bringing our goals and our visions um, outside of uh, Brantford where we started. We wanted to make it something that everybody loved and we took everybody's opinion and everybody's ideas and we made sure that we we took all of the best ones and we tried some of the ones that we weren't quite sure about. And that's really what formed the group and is what has, what's really made it what it is today. Mm -hmm. So we've talked a, a little bit about kickback, but why don't you give a little bit of a description of what kickback actually is? Cool. So, yeah, so the, the idea came, so Aiden, I had met Aiden through the group. Um, he was actually working at one of the breweries um, that we frequented with the, uh, the Brantford chapter and at that time, he had shared his story with me 
And we kind of every single month we look to focus on a different charity or organization locally and we give back to them, whether it's through raised money or through donated items or like our time and volunteering at an event. Um, But we had always been talking about what can we do for mental health? What can we do for that? How can we make a difference? And so it probably was like six to eight months of us going back and forth. And then finally we decided, okay, we're going to go and we're going to sit down. And we're not going to leave unless we come up with an idea. And so we went down and we sat down and we were throwing ideas around. And all of a sudden we brought up the idea of Blue Monday, which is the either I think it's the second Monday in January. And it's supposed to be statistically the most depressing day of the year um, because of the time of year, the weather, it's darker, longer. Um, all of the credit card bills are coming out after Christmas. So it's the the most depressing day of the year. And so we came up with that and we're like, okay, we'll do something with that. And then somehow now I can't remember how we got to it, uh, but we got to the idea of putting on a 12 hour live marathon on Rogers TV and that we would bring on all sorts of guests and we'd have people that um, deal with their own mental health. And then we'd have organizations speak to how they help others with their mental health. And we'd have people talking about self-care strategies and we'd have people talking about um, sharing their own stories and we'd have artists and musicians come on and comedians come on and just make this really powerful day of raising awareness for mental health and the importance of sharing your stories and sharing what sort of things are out there to help with dealing with your mental health because it's, mental health is something that it's you don't really talk about or it's kind of shunned. It's not, we're just getting to that point now where it's more and more, you're able to speak to it and be open with it. And you're not looked down on because of it. And that's, that's so important because the more you share, the more you help yourself, but you also help others because you're encouraging them to share too. Yeah. Um, and that's what we found. Like the end of the day, I, we were all just sitting around on the couch and thank you Shashir, for being on the show too. Um, that was I mean, just an I incredible have day so much to, to, to provide to that particular topic, but, um, it was definitely great to be on the show and, and talk with you about those, those topics. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so cool to have all of these people come together and we had younger people, we had older people that we had all walks of life come on and just share. And some people that was their first share ever. They had never shared that they had that they dealt with mental illness. And it was just so amazing to have all these individuals come together. And as cool as it was on the actual show and being on set or watching the show, seeing everybody together in the green room, like in the room just outside of the studio um, was incredible. Just how everybody was coming together to share their mental health with each other. And just everybody was smiling and laughing and just having a really good time. It was so cool. It was such an amazing day. Actually, originally Blue Monday started off as a marketing ploy, mm-hmm. so it was it was complete pseudoscience. But it's since evolved into this thing that actually does provide be- benefit to um, people suffering from mental health issues, and I think you have contributed uh, contributed a big part to that. And that, that's amazing, and it's so cool how something like that comes. Can, like how how amazing that was and all the efforts created because of that or like bell let's talk come mm-hmm. out of something that was just not necessarily a, even a real thing to begin with yeah but i mean what is a real thing we 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 make up everything so 
<laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh. yeah, any anything we make up that's for for the betterment of society is always good. Well, one hundred percent. Like, for example, a little thing called MNG. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great segue, Shashir. Great segue. <laughs> Why don't you uh, tell me about how MNG came to be? I think some of my listeners will know it from the episode I did with Cody Chambers, who is the president of the London chapter. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, you are one of the founders of the entire kit and caboodle. Yep, no, that's correct. Um, myself and Matt Manon um, started the group. Uh, it'll be almost, uh, we're almost at the two-year point, which is really exciting. And about two years ago, we decided that we were going to, um, that we would just, we we're going to start our own thing. And that came out of frustration with us trying to, so I was in refrigeration sales at the time. And uh, Matt was also in a sales position and we were looking for different ways to, to network, to meet people. Um, it wasn't something that we were necessarily very good at at the time, but we knew that it was important. And so we went around to a bunch of different networking things and we just found that a lot of it was old boys clubs. A lot of it were already were cliquey. They already had um, somebody that was selling a product that we were selling and we just found that it wasn't for us. So we decided that we would just start our own thing. And we were sitting inside of uh, Bell City Brewery in Brantford. And we just we just said exactly that. Okay, well, in a couple of weeks, why don't we start our own thing? We'll hold an event. And he invited his friends and I invited mine out. And at the time, it was supposed to start about 7 o'clock. And yep. uh, there was one other member in the room uh, or one other person in the room with us at that time. And Matt and I don't, didn't say anything to each other, but we both kind of looked at each other and like, okay, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. Uh, but we didn't, <laughs> we didn't say anything. And then about 15 minutes later, I think there was 16 or 17 other people in the room. And it was just this amazing experience. And at that time, we were planning on doing um, – we were actually – we had found paperwork afterwards just recently where we were talking about when we first were planning, we were going to do quarterly events. Mm-hmm. We're going to do quarterly events for MNG. And so we held that first event and we're like, we've got to do this again. So we held it two weeks later and nice. we had this similar turnout and everybody was just loving it. And they just were, they hadn't found something like this before where they felt comfortable and they felt that they were able to share what they knew. Um, and they were able to share their ideas for how everybody could get their name out more. And it just, it was, it was just a really neat experience. So, and now we are in 11 different cities and for the most part we hold um, one to two events per month um, in those cities and it's just it's just been an incredible journey so it came out of us just finding just finding a, a niche that we could fill and we weren't really planning on it becoming what it is now where we never set our sights on being in multiple cities we didn't expect to have a show on Rogers TV we didn't like there's just so many different things that you look back and you reflect on what's been done over the last um almost two years, it's amazing to see um, the growth in ourselves and also in all of the people that we've met over that time. Like we've met so many incredible people in that time frame. It's, it's just amazing. And it's cool. And that's one of the things that I really love about it is because I never know who's going to walk into my life um, at some point, at any point we've had like people message like all hours of the day. And it's just so cool to, 
to be able to offer something of value to all of these people and to be able to help connect them with other like-minded individuals and just be able to put them in the same environment so that they can grow and succeed. It's, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I just want to comment on the voice change. So actually this is something that I've just noticed now and I'm, and I'm thinking back to my previous guests and it's the same sort of theme where, when you started talking about kickback and you started talking about MNG, the voice became so much more passionate than just like the standard riffraff chat that we were having <laughs> at the beginning. Like, kind of just, mm -hmm. it's like the day to day, like these are the things that I say all the time. And then when you get into kickback and when you get into MNG, then I can really hear the passion in your voice. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I love it so much this year. It's so cool. I can tell. And <laughs> I'm really glad that you that you found this because a lot of people in my audience are people who still are going through that grind of I'm I'm doing this job for money or I'm doing this job because I don't have a choice or I don't have a job or I don't know what I want to do with my life and I want them this level of passion will be found as long as you go looking for it. Right. So I Definitely. think the big thing, the big thing for you is that same mentality that you mentioned earlier of never saying no, when yeah. you have a great idea, just go for it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that was something that we kind of just decided because we knew once, once we had those first handful of events where we were doing them, every two weeks and we were just excited and we were just like, it was like we were set on fire and we were just running around just catching mm -hmm. other people on fire. It was in a, in a nice way though, in a really nice way. Yeah. Not like, a yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just, it was such a cool, we just knew that we had to, we had to do that if we wanted to. Uh, and we really didn't know what we were doing at that point. Like we had a little bit of a plan that we wanted to get more people involved and to reach more people. Um, and we found that the best way to do that was to get involved in the community. Mm -hmm. And that, that allowed us to be able to say yes to a whole bunch of different opportunities and get involved with a whole bunch of different people, um, which leads us to being able to do um, like the weekly Rogers show um, every Thursday for that we get to highlight people in our group um, or doing the kickback thing or doing the Movember events that we did or all of those different things because we said yes two years ago to, okay, we're really going to do this and we're going to keep going and getting people involved and saying yes to meetings and just powering through. Cause there's some days for sure where you, you're not, uh, you're not crazy about the idea of going and chasing after that. And you just, you'd much rather stay at home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then, I mean, then you, you remember all those people that you can get out there and meet and, and it's just, it's amazing. And you remember the dream and your why you do things and, that's what gets you moving. And the best feeling is when you have those cool conversations or meetings and you just leave like you have been set on fire and you're just like jittering and glowing and you just feel this amazing energy. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it's really cool. If you had to like narrow it down, what would the one thing be that you think brings you fulfillment in what you're doing right now? 
Um, I think for me, it's providing, it's being able to say yes to all of those opportunities. I've created a space for myself to be able to be able to say yes to all of these different opportunities that come. Um, so my mm-hmm. schedule, because of the, the work that I've chosen and that I've gone after, it's very flexible. So it allows mm-hmm. me to say yes to all sorts of different things. And I can get involved with a variety of uh, groups and organizations. And at the same time, that allows me to provide all of those opportunities to our members and the people that I kind of come in contact with. There's nothing mm-hmm. I love more than being able to lead people up to that ledge and kind of standing there with them for a second and then saying, okay, we're going to fly and we just jump. And that's what it feels like every time we go on, we go live with the, with the show, 3.30 hits and we go live and we're in front of all those different people. Um, I know our guests aren't, uh, aren't overly, like they feel fairly comfortable, but that's definitely a big thing to, uh, to jump onto TV in that way. And I love being able to provide those kind of opportunities um, for people that they may not otherwise get. Um, but yeah. they're so, such an amazing person or they're amazing people um, that I love, they deserve that opportunity to be able to promote themselves and what they're doing and how they're doing that, whether it's in their passion or in their career or in their hobby or anything like that. Yeah. So it seems like that's like another thread in your life. It's, it's the dedication to the people, mm-hmm. which yeah, definitely wanted to, to work with the right people at the, uh, at your grandfather's company. Mm-hmm. I presume that uh, Octopus Red has some really great people that you're working with. Oh, amazing people! And honestly, like they've been, they've been one of the biggest voices in my, um, like on my shoulder since the beginning when we first um, sat down for a meeting with them and said, "Hey, this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing. Can you help us?" And we put the logo together, and it's just been an amazing, an amazing relationship with both Lucas and Laura Duguid from from there, whether it's them, they're so involved in the community too. Mm-hmm. all of the insight that they provided me for dealing with the public and how to, how to build up that um, kind of building your own personal brand. And so yes. that people know you and people understand what you're doing and that you're wanting to do good for the community and just to help, to help facilitate bringing all of those opportunities into, into like in front of you. Yeah. I actually have the follow-up question to the first question that I asked you at the beginning of the the interview. Awesome. Um, which is a bit more of a complex question, and I'm not sure how you're going to answer it, so I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shoot. Usually, usually like, I have, like, a decent idea of what's going to happen. This time I have yeah. no going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, with all of the experience and knowledge that you have now, if you were to be transported back into your 10-year-old fifth grader body, what would you want to be when you grew up? You know what? Honestly, I am extremely happy with where I am right now. I, I like just the, all the opportunities that I get to go after and I get to all the amazing people that I get to meet. Like, it's just, it's incredible just being able to, like, I love, I love the opportunity that I've created for myself and I've had so many people help me with that. Um, But I get to, I get to spend my days either creating art or meeting amazing people that also are trying to do amazing things in the world. And yeah. I get to hear about 
so many different cool activities and initiatives. Um, I don't think that I would, I might, uh, what I think it would tell my 10 year old self is not to stress so much and to say yes to, uh, to more things. But yeah, yeah, no, I don't think I would, I think I'd, I'd want to be right exactly where I am right now. Yeah, that's the reason that question is complex for people like you and I is that when we want to respond with, I want to be doing exactly what I'm doing right now. It's hard to say that because we don't really have a title. It's like, yeah. <laughs> what do I call myself? Like, <laughs> I want to be the founder of my company. Yeah, with... yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... That, that's where that pause came in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, I don't really have any further questions for you. It would be great if you could uh, provide some some means to contact you, your social media, email, whatever you're comfortable with for my audience to reach out to you if they so choose. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. And thank you so much for having me on, Shashir. I really appreciate it. Um, but uh, anybody can contact me uh, through my Facebook. Um, so that's just searching for Ben Strasser, and that's uh, S-T-R-A-S-S-E-R. Uh, my email is ben.c.strasser at gmail.com. Um, or you can check out the website at mngcanada.com as well uh, for more information. But I'm wide open. Feel free to contact me anytime. And I'd love to chat. Fantastic. Um, do you have any closing remarks for my audience? For everybody out there that has a dream and a goal and a vision uh, for where they want to be and maybe they're not quite there yet. Um, I just feel like just keep going for it. Keep saying, say yes to all the opportunities because we get presented with so much and we, it doesn't always make sense at the time for, to say yes to those things. But sometimes saying yes to that little thing leads to the opportunity to say yes to a big thing down the road. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's something that I've really learned. You don't, you don't really understand why this person or why this opportunity has popped up, but it's like, just because I was open and willing to say yes to it, it led me to a bigger opportunity down the road. Um, and so I just encourage people to say yes to things. And if they do have a, what they're doing right now isn't what they love to do or isn't what they want to do. Um, but if it's a means to an end, keep going with it until you're ready to, to make that jump. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks a lot for being on the show. Awesome. Well, thank you very much this year. And, uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome. I love seeing your content on Facebook, and uh, it's great. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Why Should I Care? You can find us on Instagram at Building Intrigue, Facebook, facebook.com slash Building Intrigue, or you can email me directly at shashir at com.